For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Good morning and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Michael Stelzner. My co-host today is Eric Fisher. Kimberly Reynolds is in the control room. Jeff C. is handling simulcast. Grace Duffy is our show producer. And this is the show for marketers who want to know what, wait a minute, what just happened? (laughs) <laughs> what just happened here this week? Because literally that's the world we live in as social media marketers. It's ever changing every single week. We do all the hard work. We bring the news to you every week. And by the way, this show would not be possible without our sponsor, Social Media Marketing World 2018, the event you know you got to be at, smmw18.com. Get your tickets, get a deal. All right. On today's show, we've got an awesome lineup. We're going to be talking about brand new Facebook Messenger and Instagram ad options with Amanda Bond in our first segment. Yes, you heard me right. And in the second segment, drumroll please, Eric. Native video is finally here for LinkedIn, along with a bunch of other updates. Vivica Von Rosen will be joining us. And we have a ton of other breaking news. So buckle up, get ready for an amazing ride. And by the way, check out our weekly show uh, or get on our weekly calendar by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. That's where you can put it on your Google calendar or your iCal and never miss an episode of this show. And by the way, hello to all of you on YouTube. Hello to everyone on Facebook and everyone on Periscope. Uh, we love you guys. Please share this. Let the word uh, be known that this is the place to go. And if you got a jet early, Check out our Saturday post where we detail all the news. All right, we're going to go ahead and bring on our special guest today, and her name is Amanda Bond. And if you don't know who Amanda Bond is, she is a Facebook ads expert, and we're super stoked to have her on the show today. Amanda, how are you doing today? I am living the dream. Just got back from vacation, and we've got some hard-hitting news with uh, what's going on in Facebook advertising world. Yeah, so talk to me. Uh, Let's start with Messenger. Um, What's going on on the Facebook Messenger front? And if you want, um, let's just start with the high-level news, and then we'll talk about what we're showing here on the screen. Sure. I love it. So big news. Facebook rolls out earlier this week, actually only three days ago, they're rolling out the ability to run ads inside of Messenger. So I want to just clarify that it's not ads running in your newsfeed that a messenger conversation. It's ads that are in your messenger conversations, that really intimate space. And they're opening that up for advertisers. So I'm really excited because it means that there's more spaces to advertise. Therefore, we're going to keep those ad costs down in the long run. And it's such a high degree of trust that is inside of that messenger area. I'm just loving what this means for advertisers. Well, if we think about it, I, if I'm not mistaken, Amanda, there's 1.2 billion people that are using Messenger every single month. It's kind of becoming a replacement for text messaging and email communications, and it's pretty exciting. So we're looking at a picture here, and on the left, and I'm describing this for the audio listeners, on the left, we've got a 
the old carousel design. And on the right, we have the new design. So I, I guess my understanding was that there was a limited amount of uh, sponsors that could get ads into the old design. And they were kind of a, you know, a couple of ads uh, just as you log into Messenger, left, right thing. But this new one is quite different. Can you kind of describe what makes this new display different? Absolutely. So on the left there, that old carousel design. So backstory, Facebook has been testing this feature in beta for just under a year now. So they've been testing it and tweaking it, working with their top advertisers to make sure that the user experience is absolutely incredible. So if you're looking on the left side, that's what they started with. It looks a little bit more invasive. You can tell it's a sponsored post. And then let's turn our attention to the right side with this new integrated display design. It actually looks like it's a message originating from somebody who is a contact, who is a friend. So they've evolved the look and feel of that so that people have that great user experience, like I mentioned. That's very cool. Um, Now, I know that there's some particulars. And by the way, I think, Eric, we do have another another image on this one, right? Um, So talk to us about what we're seeing here, Amanda. This is similar to what we just saw, but go ahead. Yeah. On this page here. So I I just want to clarify that when you go to set up these ads as an advertiser, you have one of two options for the destination. So in this image here, on the left third of the screen, we're seeing that sponsored post in that messenger. Then the option that we're seeing in the middle here is one of those two options. This one is sending people to a landing page that corresponds with that ad. Now, there is another option where you can actually initiate a messenger conversation within Messenger. So you can have them start a conversation with your brand. It doesn't have to go straight to a landing page. But what we're looking at on the screen here is that landing page. So you have an option of what you want that user experience to look like. And I know as advertisers, we always care about what the people interacting with our brand feel when they interact with us. We want to just put our best foot forward. So for users on the third half of the screen on the right hand side, Facebook is definitely giving users the ability to control this within their messenger. Because you know, there's always those advertisers that go and they see a new feature, and then they blow it up and start getting a little bit spammy with it. So if you're listening, don't be that guy. Uh, But our users will be able to hide the ads, report ads if if they're not in line with what they're looking in their user experience, and as well as the other options that you'll see in a regular desktop ad, like why am I seeing this, aka why am I being targeted, or giving feedback to Facebook, hey, this is useful, please send me more of those. So people can actually raise their hand and say, yes, I'm loving this new format here. Excellent. Okay, good. So Eric, let's go ahead and queue up that next video, which shows how they work. Both this screenshot and the video are from TechCrunch. And um, what we're looking at here basically is someone scrolling through the feed, if you will, inside of Messenger. And then there's the ad. They're clicking something that says shop now. Now, in this case, it almost looks like I guess this is their website, but it almost looks like an instant article kind of a feature coming up. And I'm wondering, um, do you know whether or not they're going to allow you to kind of do what you can do with, well, it's not called instant articles. uh, It's called Canvas ads, right? Do you think they're going to allow Canvas ads inside of Messenger? Any thoughts on that? I absolutely do. I absolutely think that that's where it's going. I love how fast Facebook is innovating lately. And so right now, our options when we want to choose to drive traffic 
are to that website or messenger. And there's actually a few funny tweaks on the back when you go to set up these ads, because normally when you set up an ad, you're choosing the page that it's going to be originating from at the ad level. So if you're familiar with Power of Editor, there's campaigns, ad sets, and ad level. This time you're choosing the page at the ad set level. So that's just a little ninja tweak that's happening on the back end so that you can start customizing these ads specifically for the pages that you that you run. Cool. All right. A couple little factoids here. Um, this is available. Eric, you can go back to the prior screen. Uh, this is available through the ads manager and through Power Editor. And um, depending on the um, the size of the person's screen and the pixel density of their display, you know, it sounds like it's going to be somewhat dynamic, which is unique um, for Messenger. And um, talk about the automatic placement, because I'm reading here that this will be an automatic placement. That's kind of a big deal, isn't it? It is. So to clarify on that, if you choose automatic placement, Facebook's going to just stick it in there and start serving up your ads in Messenger as well as on the audience network. So you actually do have a choice to choose to send it to Messenger or not. But that means that you have to go in and choose the placement. So at the ad set level, when you're setting up that ad in Ads Manager or Power Editor, there's going to be some click boxes. And the click box that you want to choose isn't under Facebook this time. It's actually under, I'm just scrolling down to it now, it's actually under sponsored messages. So when you go to set up that ad in Facebook at the, as a platform, if you are selecting individual placements, you're going to choose sponsored messages. Okay, a couple of more factoids, and we're going to transition over to the Instagram news. So, Eric, go ahead and pull up the Instagram uh, picture real quick here. But ads are not targeted based on what people write inside of messages, according to uh, a spokesperson from uh, Facebook. And um, 50% of the pixels in view is considered standard uh, viewability. Just a couple of quick factoids. So, we'll be tracking this. Amanda is going to be working on. Uh, well, not Amanda. Actually, we'll be we'll be monitoring this, and perhaps maybe eventually coming out with an article on this. But I know Amanda is going to be working on an article on this next thing. Maybe you can describe it when you um, you're the one that showed me that screenshot originally, Amanda, where there was a couple of new options that pops up when you're inside of Ads Manager. I think. Can you kind of describe what those new options were? Absolutely. All right. I am so excited about this one because this is a brand new first for Facebook. And the moment that I found out I was calling people, I was messaging people, it's a big one. And what is happening is Facebook has now opened up retargeting through creating custom engagement audiences. And we'll get into describing what that is over on Instagram. So previously, you were never able to take your Instagram audience that you cultivated organically and retarget to them. The only way that you could retarget to those people were to get them over onto your website so that they hit that pixel to be able to retarget or get to get them to fill out a lead form to then get them into the retargeting. So there wasn't an option for that audience that is so engaging over on Instagram, especially for brands whose 
audience might be a, might be a younger demographic who they're not necessarily on Facebook as much. So this week, Facebook opened up retargeting from your Instagram business profile. And it is key that I point that out. It doesn't work with your personal profile. So if you don't have a business profile for your business, you'll definitely need that one to take advantage of this. But I'm loving this update. There's so many reasons why. But let me describe that picture. And what it was, was just showing how to create these custom audiences. So Facebook automatically tracks this already. If you're an Instagram user and you have an Instagram business profile and you have a Facebook ad account, what you can do is go into your audience dashboard and choose to create a custom audience. And there's going to be new options. Before there was only video, lead form, canvas, and Facebook page. But there's a fifth option that just says Instagram business profile. Then you have the option to choose within your Instagram business profile who you'd like to target. And so on the screen now are those five options from everyone who engaged with your business down to the specific people who saved any post or ad. Did they message your business profile? Did they engage or even just visited your business profile? So this is going to open up so many new opportunities with the top of the funnel your audience and your traffic coming from Instagram where you're building that know, like, and trust on that platform. Now we can start serving them up Instagram ads and Facebook ads because they're all one platform. Now, Amanda, is this available to everyone or is this just rolling out? What do you know about this? Yeah. So it is not available to everyone yet, just yet. Um, Actually, I'm in talks with my Facebook ad rep to get it into some of our client accounts. Got it. It is rolling out worldwide. It's just not there yet. However, the news has been officially announced. Uh, We did have some coverage from John Loomer with this image showing sneak peeks into the back where you can get really ninja in terms of who you include and exclude from from these audiences. So for the advanced marketers out there, it's coming. There's going to be some really great ways to engage with your audience. And I just wanted to point out one one really amazing thing that I'm loving with Instagram retargeting is the fact that we can now create a cross-platform experience with our ads. So previously, it was all of the top, that first interaction of ads was able to happen over on Facebook. And then people would come into our retargeting audience. So now we have the ability for that source audience to start over on Instagram or Facebook. And then we can serve up a multi-platform experience over on Facebook, over on Instagram, when our users are using one or the other of the platforms. So I'm really excited about that because it's just going to build some really awesome brand affinity. And then you can, you know, Instagram stories was something that was previously on the show. You can start to mix in all these different elements awesome. now that this is available and Instagram retargeting is here. So awesome. like, I am beaming right now. <laughs> and, 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 and folks, Amanda is a total expert. She goes by Bond. She will be writing an article for Social Media Examiner on this very topic. So we're going to dig in on this more. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell everyone where they can discover more about you and all the great things you're doing. I love it. Well, you can head on over to my Instagram page where I'll retarget you at The Ad Strategist. Awesome. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I appreciate it. 
All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Lots of changes going on with Facebook and, and you know, it's it's an ever-changing world. It's kind of crazy. While I'm going to be bringing on our next guest, what I want to tell everyone is that, you know, if you're thinking, man, things are changing like crazy. I don't even know how to keep up. Well, that's where getting some sort of professional development is probably ideal for you. And social media marketing world is really the place where you want to do it. We bring the top experts in the world, people like Vivica Von Rosen, people like Amanda Bond, who are going to help you understand this stuff and teach you what they know as it breaks. And we're super excited about that. So you can check it out by visiting smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. And we're super stoked to bring on our next guest, LinkedIn expert Vivica Von Rosen. And we've got some crazy news, Vivica, don't we? Isn't it crazy? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, we've been waiting for this for so long. Talk to us. What are we looking at right here? (laughs) Here is, uh, here's my friend, Phil, and you might be going, well, big deal, you know, video on LinkedIn, but that's the point. It's such a big deal. It's native video. video. That's the key. It's native native video. It's not a YouTube video that, that Phil uploaded. This is native video on LinkedIn. Finally, like LinkedIn is such the old old man of <laughs> social media, but they are going to have native video. It's about time. I'm so excited about it. Like as marketers, think of the opportunity here within LinkedIn, talking to your audience, informing your audience, educating your audience, positioning yourself as an expert to your audience. It's absolutely huge. And there's metrics. Anytime I can get any kind of metrics, any kind of data. And this, data, this literally uh, just did. broke in the last 24 hours. We, we, we yes, just rejiggered. Yes. We had you coming on to talk about something else and we rejiggered <laughs> the whole thing. So, um, and thank goodness my friend Phil, my, my coworker Phil actually got access. Only 500 people have access to this right now, but it's everyone's going to get it. This is going to be a feature that everyone gets for free. I can't wait. Okay. So just to be clear, here's what we know. First of all, this is definitely uh, recorded from the LinkedIn app. It can be horizontal or vertical, which I think is pretty awesome. You can upload video directly. Uh, What I don't know is whether you can upload video through the desktop. Do you know that if that's going to be happening or not? They tell us it is coming. Um, right now, of course, everything starts with uh, starts with mobile. Um, but yeah, they should have a, a desktop app or like we're using with with Crowdcast. There, there will probably be some way of making it work if they don't have an integrated native desktop video app. Now, I got to tell you, I am really excited about the fact that LinkedIn <laughs> is embracing vertical video out of the gate. No. I mean, you know what this tells me, right? I mean, like this is the first exactly. salvo in two stories, okay? And Exactly. And it's also like, look at how it's displaying. For those that are just listening to the audio, it's a big square. And then the vertical video, it's taken up quite a bit of real estate. Now, what we know is it plays without audio, right? So, But when you hover over it, the audio unmutes and automatically plays, at least on the desktop. Um, Yes. Vivica, I mean, I just want to get your response. What does this mean for marketers on LinkedIn, and especially those that are already doing video on other platforms? Yeah, I think this is a huge game changer. Um, I mean, think about it. And of course, they haven't announced it yet, but it seems natural to me that they will integrate this into Messenger as well. So now you'll have an opportunity 
hopefully within Messenger, certainly uh, in what, the By the way, what is Messenger Again, for the Facebook people here oh, that mes- are thinking? Yeah, yeah so <laughs> Messenger on LinkedIn. Actually, it's messaging because they didn't want to copy yep. Facebook exactly. Um, messaging is your private messages on LinkedIn, um, which you'll recognize looks very similar to old Facebook Messenger. Got it. Uh, but it's your private messages. So, uh, so yeah, it, it seems... Um, it's, it seems natural to me that LinkedIn would make that uh, a version, but for right now, it's just on your timeline. But like I said, it's so exciting because it allows people to get a sense of who you are. And unless you, you know, knew to upload YouTube video, um, within your timeline, people never really got to see you in action unless they saw YouTube video or went to your media. But now it's live. I mean, it's just right there. Well, it's not live. Let's start. clarify. Okay. Cause I mean, it's not live. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But it's, it is, it's, it's, it's in app recording, right? So you it's can, in app recording, you exactly. can with your mobile phone record something yeah. kind of what Facebook used to do before uh, live video came out. Right. And by the way, <laughs> let's be clear. This is the bridge to live video for LinkedIn. LinkedIn as well. I mean, like anybody who knows anything is going to tell you that if they can figure out how to actually record video in the app, both horizontally and vertically, then it's not a question of if, it's a question of when and get a clue, LinkedIn, if you're watching. We want this. (laughs) We want this. I invited them to watch. (laughs) (laughs) So um, best practice is uh, 30 to 30 seconds to five minutes. Yeah. And um uh, according to what I'm reading, they do not allow these things to be turned into ads yet. Um, and, yes. and, and it, by the way, it sounds like it's only available to certain individuals right now. Is that correct? Right. Only 500 people. Um, rollout should be soon, should be by the end of this quarter. So, uh, yeah, just keep an eye every day. Keep an eye. Oh, and where you will find it. That's a good one. So where you will find it is in the update area um, where you right now have an, uh, the ability to add a link or, or there's a little camera there. There'll be a little video camera. So, hey, you might not even know it. Go to your cell phones right now. You know, look at your LinkedIn app and, and see you might actually have the ability to shoot that video video right now. There's only 500 people though. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's go to the next screen share, Eric, uh, I think, which has to do with another thing. So LinkedIn yeah. has now got this um, a mentor. No, I'm sorry. The notifications have notifications, changed. Yeah. And there's some really cool stuff going on here about the ability. Look, uh, for those of us that are on Facebook all the time, we hate getting notified for everything. And LinkedIn got yeah. this right. <laughs> So talk, talk to us about what, what's going on here and what we're looking at here and try to describe it for those that aren't watching the video. Yeah, so I think you just nailed it. Um, right now, there's very little ability to call the type of information you want from your notifications. So a lot of people just don't care if someone's having a work anniversary or a birthday. Or, you know, it took a while, but um, on LinkedIn, now people are doing that tagging game that they've been doing on Facebook forever. And so I don't know about you, but I get tagged in a lot of messages and then I get notifications. My entire notifications page is filled with this one update that keeps getting, you know, engaged with. And so you can mute. Yes, there it is. You can mute um, entire, entire sections. Like if you don't want, if you just don't care if people are having birthdays, you can mute that entire thing or you can mute an individual update. Um, some of the other things that it's going or that the new notifications will have will be a summary of top news. So, you know, if you're on the go, we'll never, ever, ever use mobile while you're driving, of course. But uh, while you're on the go, you can, you know, very quickly see the top news that will be in the uh, in the notification section. But I think the main 
the main thing of interest is going to be additional um, ability to refine the type of information that you see through your notifications. I think that's that's the main thing. Okay. And the next thing that I think is really kind of intriguing is this mentoring yeah. thing. Talk to us about what it is because um, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Yeah, exactly. So, and this is so unique to LinkedIn. <laughs> Finally, something unique to LinkedIn because um, LinkedIn really is about the business relationship. And, you know, since the beginning of LinkedIn, they've talked about the necessity and the ability to use LinkedIn f- to find mentors within your company or within your industry. But there wasn't anything more than, hey, you should find and engage with with mentors in your industry and in your company. Um, and now they actually have a new feature that will allow you to find those mentors. Or if you're an industry leader or a company leader, you can uh Put, um, set yourself up as a mentor and you'll be able to give advice through this individual, uh, it, through this feature. Um, and so you can, as you can see here, you can a- accept a potential mentee and you can uh, pass on mentees. It's, it's, it's a little bit like Tinder for mentors and mentees. Uh, <laughs> it's not really swiping left or right, but right. you can accept who you want to mentor. So you don't, you don't set yourself up as a mentor and, and then you're going to get stuck answering questions, you know, 24-7. You have some some choice here. Um, but it's going to be, I think, very, very powerful, especially for our younger millennials coming up in the industry where they can reach out through LinkedIn and be able to get advice and ask for advice. Um, and the thing is, we're talking, you know, seconds of advice. It's not like a, a lot of people um, don't want to take on a mentorship role because, they know it's a time commitment and there's an over expectation from mentees sometimes in your time commitment. Well, if you ask me a question, if you want me to be your mentor and ask me a question on LinkedIn, I can very quickly answer it. So I can be a mentor in minutes a day instead of hours and hours and hours a day. So I think that feature and that ability is really going to help to uh, help mentors and mentees engage. And I think that is going to lift our whole industry up. I'm, I'm super excited about it. And, what and we're then looking, above and, and beyond that, and, there's some other things in your dashboard too. Yeah. So um, <laughs> what we're looking at right here is um, yeah. an option under the profile that says career advice, give back to help yeah. those who can benefit from your experience. Now, I would imagine yeah. if I was a retiree, this would be something fun for me, you know? Oh my gosh. I mean, I exactly. Think, I exactly. think that's a, that's an area, or or maybe I'm a stay at home mom, but I have a lot of experience, but I'm just not in the job force right now. But I would love to interact with yep. people. I mean, there's so many possible applications here, and it's kind of exactly. like private one on one assistance. Um, very very intriguing. I, we'll see how that yeah. works out, and if a lot of people will use it. Um, yeah. My okay. fear is a little bit like the we like you were talking about earlier with the with the ads and, and messenger. Um, my fear is that people will immediately hack this and use you know use use it as a, a, a marketing or a sales scheme. Right. Um, let's hope this stays pure for for a while. The other things I just want to mention since it's here, it's not new. Um, it's been around for what two three weeks. But these search appearances. This is both on mobile and on and you have it now. So this is both on mobile and on browser, but you'll probably want to check on those search appearances. Um, LinkedIn now tells you not only how many people have viewed your your profile, but what companies they belong to. Mm. And that's kind of an interesting thing too. I just thought I'd mention it since it's on this page. (laughs) Very cool. All right. Um, The next tab, Eric, um, 
LinkedIn is rolling out a new look for campaign manager. Now, yep. um, I I don't <laughs> I don't really use Facebook ad, uh, LinkedIn ads, and I don't know if you do or not. But um, do you, are you familiar enough to kind of explain what they're doing? Because it does look like it's pretty yeah. user friendly here. Talk to us a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And really, that's the main, that's the main point. Um, AJ Wilcox is, of course, like, in my opinion, the king of, of, of LinkedIn ads. Um, but just because you have me here. Yeah, the problem with the ads manager getting to it, I mean, it's kind of hidden on LinkedIn. So getting to it's a little bit hard. And then, um, you know, traditionally using it has been hard. I mean, they only started saving audiences, you know, like six months ago. So it's been a very difficult, in my humble opinion, it's been a very difficult um, platform to manage and to navigate through. So they've just made it so much easier now. You know, there's drop downs. It's just one click instead of click here and there and there and there. Um, Your metrics are uh, more easily sortable. Um, Your ability, because they've got these new um, options of matched audiences and retargeting, that's easier to get. So it's, you know, what it comes down to, it's easier to use, which hopefully means more people will use it. Which means better ROI in the long run, I hope. Well, the big news, again, in the last minute or two yeah. here is the native video yeah. on LinkedIn. And um, yeah. I think that we ought to all start thinking about, like, like even I was talking to Eric, you know, like, it's been a busy morning with this news. Like, how can we yeah. do, how can we take the stuff that we're already recording, for example, on Facebook and upload it over to LinkedIn? Because they're exactly. allowing the uploading of video because, you know, yeah. prior to this, it was pretty much a link to YouTube, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. So, yeah, the ability to do that um, is going to be huge. And and while it's not like literally live, it's live while you're doing it <laughs> anyway. And then, you know, and then it's going to have a newsfeed preference. I mean, it's going to have a preference, too, because, look, there's an algorithm yeah. in, in LinkedIn. There is. Exactly. OK. And exactly. this is a new feature and you want to get on it once it rolls out so that you can figure as out a way to get in front of your audience. Right. Yeah, just look for the little, you know, in the update field. And if you've got the little movie camera icon, do a happy dance because that means you have it. Awesome. Well, Vivica, I know that you're going to be working on an article for us. So we'll, we'll learn yep. more about this as we, as we get further along on this. But Absolutely. tell everyone where they can discover more about you and all the awesome stuff you've got going on, Vivica. Sure. So I actually have a new company. So um, you can find out more about us at vengresso.com, V-E-N-G-R-E-S-O.com. There's actually seven of us coming together for, uh, we're a whole new digital transformation company, um, digital sales transformation, that is. Um, me, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com forward slash LinkedIn expert. I'm LinkedIn expert on Twitter. I'm LinkedIn expert on YouTube. And I finally got LinkedIn expert on Facebook. So cool. <laughs> just go ahead, find me there, reach out. Um, I'm so, so happy to answer any questions you have. And as always, it's a honor to be here. All right, Vivica, have a wonderful day. Right on schedule. (laughs) Bye. Vivica had a hard stop at exactly 30 minutes after. Eric, what's your thoughts on the whole native video stuff on LinkedIn? Because it's pretty crazy, huh? I think it's great. I mean, here's the thing. I don't go live or do tons of video on my personal profile, but I would consider doing it on LinkedIn, on my LinkedIn profile when it's more business type stuff. Um, That said, I'm hoping they're bringing this to pages on LinkedIn. Yeah. And you know, it's actually, I don't know if I'm kind of starting to fall back in love with LinkedIn again. And I know it sounds strange saying this, but (laughs) if you guys haven't been over there in a while, they, they provide a lot of cool analytics now that I did not realize were there on the personal profile and on the pages where you can see what kind of reach you're getting. And I, I don't know. I think that that little reach metric is that little motivation that I need, because when you look at how bad reach is on Facebook right now, 
and you look at how many of us have smaller audiences on LinkedIn than we do on Facebook, and you see how good the reach is on LinkedIn, it's kind of shocking. Because, for example, we have almost 500,000 fans on Facebook and about 45,000 on LinkedIn, and we're getting about maybe uh, about a third the reach of what we get on our Facebook posts, right, Eric? Although there was a post this week that if I'm thinking back in my memory, we did better with that post on LinkedIn than we did on Facebook reach-wise. Yeah, so I, I really the do audience think difference there the is, user interface is so easy to use. The only thing that sucks about it is when you go to your personal profile, actually trying to find your posts. I mean, like it's almost impossible. Like it's not intuitive. They hide that. And that's the part, LinkedIn, if you're watching, please, please fix that. (laughs) Well, folks, if you want to learn more about LinkedIn and you want to learn more about Instagram ads and Facebook and all this kind of stuff, there's no better place to do it than at Social Media Marketing World. And the buzz is off the charts. We already have well over a thousand people who have purchased tickets for this event that takes place February 28th, March 1st, and March 2nd. We're expecting five thousand marketers from all over the world. So if you have been hearing about the buzz for years and you've been saying, man, I need to come, um, make it happen. If you book your ticket now, you're going to get significant discounts. I mean, we're talking major, major discounts by acting early. And we've already got almost 80 speakers secured and you can watch the video and get a feel for what happens at social media marketing world. I don't know how else to describe this, but this is like cult following, right, Eric? (laughs) Yes. People that go love it. They come back. They talk about it with all their friends. It literally changes their lives. So check it out by visiting smmw18.com. All right. So Eric, I'm going to go ahead and go back over to you. And we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to take our time on here. Um, What are we looking at here, man? Yeah. So this is interesting. So moving away from LinkedIn and moving towards Facebook and live video and virtual reality even, Facebook announced that they are going to be able to, you're going to be able to share live video on Facebook from their virtual reality app called Spaces. We've seen some of this before um, when Joel was here talking about this a little bit. Uh, This is a GIF that's just basically replaying over and over again. Um, I'm going to scroll up and kind of showcase what that would then look like there on the mobile app. You can kind of see it's like, you know, we wondered, well, who cares about uh, who cares about virtual reality going live? And as I'm looking at this, though, I could see kids getting into this a lot, like to be able to put on a show and to have it be something where you are an avatar. It's not your real um, face. But and for that matter, people that are hesitant about going live, uh, go live virtually, go live as a virtual uh, avatar and have something set up that way. But the real news here is that basically you're going to be able to use Facebook spaces to have a virtual camera. And that's what the cool part is. You can position that camera anywhere in that virtual space to capture the action. And so that's that ability to not have this studio, expensive studio set up. You're using a virtual camera that you can then put anywhere. And much like regular Facebook live video, your friends that are watching will comment, they'll show up, it'll say that they're there, it'll show their comments, their reactions, etc. It's just all done in a virtual yeah, let me let me kind of explain for those that are listening to the audio only. Um, we're looking at a um, kind of what looks like a cartoon because what Spaces does is it creates a three dimensional world, and then you 
become an avatar and it's cartoony kind of looking and you essentially can move around in this world using an Oculus uh, device and you have something in your hand. So, when your hands move, they move in the virtual world. When your face moves, they move in the virtual world. And then if there's another person in that virtual world, they see the virtual equivalent of you and you can grab things, share things, interact with people. But now the, the key to the whole thing is they're, they're, they're tapping right into the Facebook Live component so that people can watch this virtual reality experience and kind of essentially um, watch it as if they're watching a cartoon that's narrated by you and whoever else is in that world. Um, Joel Kahn did this just a few days ago, and he basically said, hello, everyone. And he moved his arms around, and you, it was like a virtual equivalent of Joel, and he was talking and moving around in this virtual reality world. It was kind of cool. Um, I think the reason they're doing this is to kind of help get more people to get into spaces because there's a lot of equipment and stuff that's necessary. This requires, to the best of my knowledge, an investment in Oculus. But um, I could imagine some really cool applications once more and more people have these devices because you'll be able to do really cool interactive things without sets right? And without yes, ladies, without putting your makeup on, <laughs> right? I mean, there's just so many different things that you'll be able to do with this, which is kind of interesting. Well, and even in this example, the cartoon example they're giving is this VR office hours. And so what I'm assuming is happening here is uh, the professor, as well as I can't fully read the name, but I think it's like Hylene or something like that. I'm imagining they're in completely different locations, but virtually it appears they're in the same location. So they all can be in the same room virtually for everyone to watch together, kind of like what we're doing with Crowdcast, except you've got separate screens. In this, it's like we're all in the same studio interacting with each other. Excellent. Okay, uh, let's move over to the next screenshot that we have. Google is now adding an interesting feature that allows you to basically do direct booking with um, – uh, merchants using Google Maps and search. So kind of let me give you a little backstory. This is, uh, they've been rolling out, I believe, restaurant reservations and hotels, but this brand new one allows you to book spa and salon appointments across the United States directly using Google Maps or search. So if you're like me, I don't use Google Maps. I use my Apple Maps, but let's just imagine I was using Google. I would search if I'm looking for a spa or a salon, I would find it. I would zoom in on it. I'd look at the ratings of it. And then I, if I wanted to, I could literally just click the book button, make the reservation and purchase it immediately within Google Maps. I think this is a really cool thing for businesses. And like I said, we've been seeing this kind of rollout happening. Um, and I would imagine it's just going to keep expanding and expanding to any kind of geo-based location business. And I can imagine a day where you could buy tickets to Disneyland spontaneously or Legoland, and maybe you just get a little code that you would show at the gate. Um, it's pretty cool. What do you think, Eric? I think this is great. I think, you know, the, the more that we are able to tie the digital commerce world to the physical world and to be able to take advantage of that virtual assistant that's less virtual or less, you know, that, that relies on ourselves, though, that that's in our hands and on our person at all times, our mobile phones. Like, this is just another step forward that's that's great for me, I think. Now, this is, there is, let's be clear, there is a land rush going on here, literally a land rush between Facebook, Messenger, and Google. They're all trying to do the exact same thing. 
Sometimes it's Facebook the app, sometimes it's Facebook Messenger, but I can assure you that this competitive innovation is going to be really good for businesses and really good for marketers because, Eric, if I'm not mistaken, we've been seeing these types of things from Facebook, maybe not exactly integrated directly into Maps, but we've been seeing these kind of things where you can ask for recommendations on Facebook, right? And some of those mm-hmm. recommendations could ultimately lead to a booking. And I think that this is a next revenue opportunity for both Facebook and Google as they they tend to compete. Now, Google has a distinct advantage with local businesses because of their search thing. You know, a lot of local businesses are using Google Search uh, and Google Maps. So, it'll be interesting to see if Facebook ever comes out with their own map system. Wouldn't that be intriguing? Yeah, definitely. Okay, over to you, Eric. Next up, Twitter is coming out with new improved tools to mute notifications. And this is great because for those of us who uh, get tons of messages or, or mentions, I should say, this is now going to allow you to have advanced filters inside of your mentions so that you can ignore or not even end up seeing, which is great, the uh, mentions from or notifications from the accounts that are, say, brand new that are, we used to call them bird or the the eggs. Yep. Uh, now they're just blank profiles. Uh, you can check them off. And so you can see, you can mute notifications from people you don't follow, or if they don't follow you, or if it's a brand new account, all these different scenarios, which now allows you to have so much more control and streamline and cut through, honestly, one of the noisiest platforms that we have out there, Twitter. So I think this is great news. Now, it's not coincidence that today we talked about both Twitter and LinkedIn, two of the largest social networks on the planet, allowing you to mute notifications. So marketers, let's take a clue here. You don't want to get muted. And you have to start thinking about the types of content that you create because, number one, we have algorithms that are fighting against marketers because they want to clean up the experience that users have. Number two, we have the user's ability to stop getting notifications from people. It's just like an unsubscribe on an email. So you have to be thinking about this and you have to be thinking, all right, am I actually adding value to my community or am I sending signals to the social platform? Because here's what I can tell you. This is not just a tool to allow users to mute notifications. This is a tool to allow Twitter to know who the spammers are and to stop them from being seen in the newsfeed, okay? And the same thing is going on with LinkedIn. So don't just take these tools lightly and say, oh, this doesn't impact me. Yes, this has a huge impact on you. Let's be honest, reaches down across all the platforms because the power is now with the user and the power is now with algorithms that are smarter than you marketer and faster than you marketer and they know your game. So you really have to start rethinking whether or not constantly pushing out updates over and over again is actually going to be something that's going to be beneficial for you. Um, this is a wake up call, you know, and I know this seems like a small update, but the real wake up call here is the fact that the, the times are changing. And it's time for us to change as marketers. Mm -hmm. All right. Next one. Do we have a screenshot on that next one? Yes. Facebook improves how your account overview looks inside of Ads Manager. And I don't really have a lot to say on this one other than Ads Manager users can now customize their key performance indicators into different dashboards. Now, since I do not actually actively manage the campaigns for Facebook for Social Media Examiner. I don't really know what this means, but I did ask um, uh, Kim Reynolds, who's one, who's the 
main person that manages our Facebook ads accounts. And she did say this looks a lot cleaner. So hopefully there's some cool new, you know, abilities inside of the ads manager that will allow it more user-friendly to use. And um, of course, you know, with all the data being provided by these social networks, we want easier to use uh, look and feels. All right. Um, we've got some more news here. The Facebook plans to test. Oh, this is big. Whoa, this yes. is big. Facebook is planning to test paid subscriptions for instant articles. Let me kind of unravel that so you can wrap your brain around what that means. Instant articles are those articles that have the little lightning bolt on them inside of Facebook. And they're the ones that just pop up like that when you load on, when you, when you click on them. Um, these are typically from very large publications like Wall Street Journal, BuzzFeed. And the, the thing about instant articles the benefit to instant articles is that they're instant. The downside for a lot of publishers has been that you have to keep it on Facebook. And if it's one thing that I've been preaching forever and a lot of marketers are saying is don't build your house on rented land, right? A lot of us learned this the hard way where there were the olden days where we got enormous engagement, interaction, and clicks on Facebook. And now it's a pittance of what it once was. So this is the big fear of a lot of large publishers. If we get in bed with Facebook, um, what's going to happen? Because no one's going to visit our website anymore. And if no one visits our website anymore, they're not going to subscribe. And if they don't visit our website, they're not going to click on our ads. And there's been lots of back history uh, over the last year or so since this instant article things have been coming out that the revenue models just have not been there for a lot of these large publishers. And many of them have pulled out. We've even covered the news on which ones they are. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but we're seeing less and less instant articles inside of Facebook, yet we live in Facebook. We get our news from Facebook. So finally, uh, well, Facebook has actually been traveling all around the country. And I happened to meet with them when they were here in San Diego uh, on a media tour to try to get uh, publications and local media entities to understand the benefits of uh, all the benefits of Facebook. And they've been getting a lot of feedback. And I think this is a result of that media tour because now the news is that they're going to allow um, these publishers like the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal to get paid subscriptions directly through Facebook. What does that mean? Well, if you've ever been to the Wall Street Journal, I don't know if you've ever gone there, Eric, you have a like uh, you, you visit more than two articles, I think, and then you have to pay to, to get to them. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it yeah. sounds like it's going to be the exact same thing on Facebook. So maybe they'll let you see one or two articles for free from the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. But after that, if you want them, you have to pay for them. And Facebook will solicit the subscription. And guess who will get the money? Obviously, the Wall Street Journal uh, or the New York Times, because that's going to be the only incentive for them to continue to bring that news into the instant articles. I'm sure Facebook will take a cut of it to develop it out, but it looks like right now it's going to be starting with the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and The Economist, and they're going to expand to a lot more in 2018. And here's what we know from Digiday. Um Facebook aims to test this new subscription with a small group of publishers, and nothing's final, but the current thinking is that it will support publications with these meter paywalls and a freemium model. So, like I said, I think it's going to be exactly what, like what you see with the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, uh, where you get a couple of them for free and then you got to pay for them. And um, several details uh, of the subscription feature are still undecided. Um, but they will include pay how the payments will be handled and if Facebook will take a cut of the subscription sales. But here's my thinking on this. Um, 
if you, you know everything starts with the big guys, right? Live video started with the big guys, right? It was only a couple of high-profile personalities. Now we have all have it. What if there comes a day, and it may not be a year till a year or two, where um, we will never get any exposure to our blog anymore? right? Those of us that are publishers. And I honestly think that day is coming. But Facebook will hang a little carrot over to us and say, hey, why don't you go ahead and start putting that blog content on our website? And what we're going to do is we're going to allow our ads to run into that blog and share revenue with you. And if you want, we will also offer you a paywall if you're a bigger publication like a social media examiner, for example. And we will actually be an alternative revenue stream for you where you could begin to sell exclusive or specialized content. I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box. But I think the reason they're doing this right now is because they're placating the very large news entities that are saying, we're out of here if you don't do something for us. Because let's be honest, um, they don't need Facebook. People are going to get their news wherever they're going to get their news. So I don't know. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I, I think this is something that they definitely have to do something about because, again, when you can't get your stuff seen and then you go and do the thing that they say to do and even the big publications start to see less and less you know, traffic, even though they're doing instant articles, something has to change. So we'll see what happens. You know, in the end, I think it makes sense that it's a test run. And I guarantee you, if there's not any money in this for, you know, the publishers, it won't happen. And, you know, I guess the question for you as a consumer is, would you actually pay to read something with inside of Facebook if it was special exclusive content? You know, and if, you know, if it's special, like I can imagine a day where magazines could do this too. Think about this. Like I love Wired and and I love um uh, uh, fast company, but I don't know if I would read it on Facebook. That's the question, right? Am I going to sit there and read a long article on Facebook? The other question, of course, is does this mean that I get a subscription to their website as well? Because if it does, that would be more intriguing. If they can facilitate the subscription and I get everything, website and you know Facebook, that would be a very, very intriguing kind of, um, if you will, foot in the door for the opportunity to get them to be a regular subscription over on the website. Yeah, you'd have to include that because I I would think Facebook articles for me are more about discovery than it is about long form reading right in the moment when I see it. Absolutely. All right. We got some news from Google. Talk to us. Yeah. So Google Google has rolled out uh, a backup in a sync for Google Photos and Google Drive. So uh, what they're touting this as is a simpler, speedy and more reliable way to protect the files and photos that mean the most to you. So Google has said that this now replaces the existing Google Photos desktop uploader and Drive for Mac and PC is now and is now integrated with the Google Photos desktop uploader and this is for consumers this isn't for uh, you know the enterprise level if you if you've already got a uh, a domain level Google email where you've already got Google integrated like we do, then this isn't for you in that sense. But for consumers, which I'm trying it out for to see if it works for me there, um, this this is something that you would be using to back up and sync uh, as a consumer. I guess the part that I'm trying to figure out is, okay, we know Google Drive is kind of like Dropbox, right? Um, right. What do they mean by backup and sync? Do they mean like I can say, here's a folder where I keep all my files and I want you to backup and sync it every day? Because that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like this is an alternative to like crash plan or, you know, uh, on the Mac, we have this thing where you can plug a hard drive into it. What do you call it? Time machine, right? So it sounds like yes. it's, it's a it's a cloud-based backup system 
which could be really handy, right? If you if you're like working with a lot of Word and Excel files or graphics, and it could just automatically sync in the background, and you if something happens to your hard drive, like it crashes, it's it's available. I mean, that's is that, is that how I'm reading this, Eric? Yeah, I I at at a at a level that is basically what this is, and it, it feels like what they're trying to do is be that middle ground almost between Dropbox and like a file sync, uh, you know, a backup, like, a, like you were talking about, like a cloud storage backup that's automatic. Cause to be honest, so many of us have to automate that or we forget to do it. But when they say backup in sync, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I used to work in the tech space. That is actually more mm-hmm. than just Dropbox. You know, that is like, right. This is a workspace that you work in and we're going to back it up and we're going to sync it, which means we're going to make sure it's completely updated. And it's literally a copy, a mere copy of your workplace. Um, I don't Correct. know why they're saying it's not for the Google suite people. That's the part I don't quite understand. Maybe that means they're going to roll it out as standard integration I, in the Google Suite. I think it's because they want to give something to those G Suite people that they already have something for them and they want them to continue that. And then they're rolling more out for them later. Our last news item is going to shock everyone. India is now the largest group in the world of Facebook users. I mean, it doesn't really shock me, but it does shock me. They've surpassed the United States. Um, here's the deal. There are 241 million active users of Facebook in India. This explains a lot to me, first of all. This explains why they're coming out with so many stuff. Like, Eric, we've been, you know, over the last couple Mm -hmm. of months, there's been all these little features they've been talking about that are just for India. Because part of the problem with India is they supposedly have horrible internet speed in a lot of locations in India. So, they come out with like these um, scaled down versions of the app and special caching and all this kind of stuff. And now I understand why. Um, There's 240 million active users in America and 241 million in India, but there's more than a billion people that live in India. Which is kind of shocking. So, you know, India is now the largest in the world on Facebook um, and the growth is crazy. So, listen to this. In the last six months, they added 50 million users in India. And that's a growth of um, uh, 26 million in the United States. So, they're growing twice as fast. You know, and, and there's just not as many people in America, so there's not as much growth, you know, that can happen here. But the fact that that India has got this massive audience is pretty interesting. And I don't really know what that means to marketers yet, because I don't think a lot of marketers, at least in America, think about India as an audience they ought to target because of the the general huge socioeconomic differences, you know, between America and and India. But um there's if if your target audience is folks in India, this has got to be the largest way to reach them. And it's pretty exciting. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. That's kind of shocking news. Um, A couple closing things. Number one, um, we will not be back next week. So you're going to have a week off, but we will be back the following week. Um, Secondly, if you love this show, here's the way to get it on your calendar. Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Get it on your calendar. That way you will never, ever miss this show. And we don't want you to miss this show. We want you to come back and and we bring the experts to you. I mean, literally, everybody got 24-hour notice that was on the show today. That's how fast we move. And this news breaks. We bring it to you. And this is the fastest way that you're going to be able to literally stay ahead of the competition. Um, a couple other things. If you came in late and you missed some of this stuff, Every Saturday at Social Media Examiner, we create a really cool detailed documentation of all the things that we've talked about with cross links and everything. Um, last thing I want to say to you is 
if you are a social media marketer and um, you're struggling with all this news, don't just go nuts, okay? I preach this internally. You got to stop something to start something, okay? So if you're going to get it all in on LinkedIn video, you know, and it's going to take more of your time, maybe there's something you're doing over on Facebook that's not working and you ought to stop it so you can find some new time to do some of these kind of things. Because in this world where literally there's, th- this is a slow week for us, by the way, <laughs> you know, literally, right, Eric? I mean, this is a slow week for yes. us. We usually have <laughs> twice as much news as we do this week. So that's how much this world is changing. So just be very careful. Don't worry. You don't have to be a first adopter, but if you have bandwidth and you want to be a first adopter, this is your opportunity to kind of go nuts with this kind of stuff. The last thing I want to in, in, leave you with is social media marketing world, you ought to come and simply go to smmw18.com. That's where you can find out all about social media marketing world. Again, smm18.com. And with that, I want to say goodbye to our folks over on Periscope, YouTube, and Facebook. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. We won't be back with you next week, but we will be in two weeks, which means we'll have a jam-packed show. We love you guys. Have a wonderful time. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.